Welcome to the September 15th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverb 15, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give them ears to hear and a heart to receive what you would have them hear from this particular podcast. I pray that you would reveal to each one how much you truly love them. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 15, beginning in verse 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. A fool despises his father's instruction, but he who receives correction is prudent. In the house of the righteous there is much treasure, but in the revenue of the wicked is trouble. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the fool does not do so. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but he loves him who follows righteousness. Harsh discipline is for him who forsakes the way, and he who hates correction will die. Hell and destruction are before the Lord, so how much more the hearts of the sons of men. A scoffer does not love one who corrects him, nor will he go to the wise. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. The heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feeds on foolishness. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fatted calf with hatred. A wrathful man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger allays contention. The way of the lazy man is like a hedge of thorns, but the way of the upright is a highway. A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man despises his mother. Folly is joy to him who is destitute of discernment, but a man of understanding walks uprightly. Without counsel, plans go awry, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good it is.
the way of life winds upward for the wise, that he may turn away from hell below. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the boundary of the widow. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant. He who is greedy for gain troubles his own house, but he who hates bribes will live. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart, and a good report makes the bones healthy. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Today I'm going to spend a moment on verse 9. Let's take a closer look at verse 9. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but he loves him who follows righteousness. So let's break this verse down, and I'm going to go to the second one first. This is what my podcast is about. My podcast is titled Wisdom Today, and my desire is by listening to this podcast on a regular basis that you glean wisdom by either listening to the Daily Proverb or by listening to the scripture verses or the commentary or my comments that I make throughout each podcast. But he loves him who follows righteousness. I am all about righteousness, and I believe if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and make a habit of reading Scripture on a regular basis, that is the path that you are going to begin to take. Let's look at the first part of verse 9. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. Now, I'm going to go and revert back to Scripture in 2 Peter verse, chapter 3, verse 9. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. This is what it says. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. What this verse is telling us is that God has given each man a free will. God and, you know, Jesus, they both live inside of us along with the Holy Spirit. All three live inside of us. And the desire of those three people inside of us they all want people to be righteous. They all want people to come to the saving knowledge 
of Jesus Christ. However, since God has given us a free will, some people will make the choice to not do that. Some people will make the choice to reject Jesus, to reject God, to reject the Bible, to reject doing good. And that is what this verse says. Let's look at it one more time. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. And abomination means it is what God hates the most. That word, whenever you see it in the Bible, abomination, means this is what God truly does not like. On Monday's podcast, I began a study on the book of James. And for those of you familiar with James, if you have not had a chance, you may want to revisit Monday's and yesterday's podcast because I began chapter 1 on Monday. I, uh, we did the first 11 verses. Yesterday we covered verses 12 through 20. And today we are going to finish the rest of chapter 1. And uh, verses 21 through 27, it's only seven short verses, but these are very, very powerful verses. And these verses, these seven verses, are titled, Doers, Not Hearers Only. And it's a very important point. I'm going to make comments on that, but let's first read chapter 1 of James, beginning in verse 21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. I'm going to go over three points that I would like for you to consider for these seven verses. And the first one is receive the word. Let's look back at verse 21. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. So the first part of verse 21 
in James chapter 1 is exactly what we were talking about in our proverb today, chapter 15, verses 9. Okay, if you're involved in filthiness and wickedness, then you, by God's terms, would be considered an evil person. He wants you not to do those things. Instead of doing those things and making those kind of decisions and choices and doing things which you know God would not be pleased that you were doing, it says, receive with meekness. Where do we hear that word meekness? I believe in Scripture it says that Jesus was meek. Yes, it does. He was meek. So if Jesus was meek, that's how we are to be. And it says to receive his word with meekness, the implanted word. So for those of you go to going to church on Sundays on a weekly basis, this is you. Receive the word. Receive what the pastor is telling you. In addition to that, I invite you to open up the scripture for yourself on a daily basis, or at least a regular basis. I have come to the point that I need my scripture the way I need food. And a lot of people may not understand that, but scripture and reading God's word has become that important in my life. And my life has never been better. I've never been more at peace than I am now. So just think about that. And once again, guys, when I suggest something, I'm just telling you that it works for me. And if you don't feel that way, you know, but if it works for me, my advice, don't knock it if you haven't tried it. Let's look at number two, and this is the most important one, maybe. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. And I've talked about this on a number of podcasts before. A lot of people will go out of church and they'll go with another couple that they've listened to that service. They've gone, they go to a restaurant and they're saying, wow, church was great today. Oh, gosh, no doubt about that. Boy, that was a great message that pastor preached today. Great message. And uh, somebody says, well, well what, what did he talk about? And you go, you know, hmm, I'm not sure. But it was good. Friends, that's what this verse is talking about. And, and let me be clear. I want to be very specific here. This is one of the greatest problems I believe that Christians truly have. And let's go in, and it says, listen to this. Let's listen to verse 25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, but listen to this second part, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed. Now, friends, there are a lot of people who consider themselves to be Christians. 
They go to church on a weekly basis. They, they try to do good to their neighbors. They try to work hard all week. They try and they try and they try to do everything the right way. But if you're not a doer of the word, your life is not going to be that blessed. What these verses are telling us in James, and I truly invite anyone who is not living an abundant life, friends, listen to me. Read James chapter 1. Read verses 21 through 27 again. Not right here in this podcast, but in your, in, your, in your secret time with God, when you read Scripture, please read those seven verses. Contemplate those. Meditate on those verses. Because I think some of you that are not leading a blessed life, if your life is not going the way that you are pleased with, it's because you're being a forgetful hearer and you're not imparting what you have heard from either reading Scripture or hearing a good passage of Scripture or a good sermon. You need to incorporate what you've heard or what you've read into your life if you're truly to lead a blessed life. Number three. We need to consider the poor. Let me read verses 26 and 27 again. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, and bridle his tongue, we'll learn more about that in the third chapter of James, and that will either be next week or after that. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Friends, if you know of someone that has a need, this might be a friend of yours, and you are aware and you know they have a need, and if you have the ability to help them, give them a few dollars to help them carry over in a particular aspect of their life. They're having a particular problem, and you're aware of it. We need to help those people. I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friends, if there is anyone listening today and you have never taken that step, I invite you to say a simple prayer after me. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to come to earth and die on a cross for me. When you did that, you made it possible for all of my sins to be forgiven, even those I haven't committed yet. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to do that. 
By doing that, you have also put me in right standing with God. And I thank you for that. Because of what you did on the cross, I know I can now go to God in prayer. I can go boldly and ask for anything that I have need of. That is such wonderful news. Jesus, thank you for saving me. I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if anyone repeated that prayer, please send me a quick email at Kelly. K-E-L-L-E-Y 0807 at protonmail.com Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.